Welcome everyone to our wrestling podcast. I'm Jess along with Craig and Cuz bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from some diehard fans sharing their opinions with you. Today's topic, best transitional champions. For audio fans, give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, or Google Podcasts. Watch and subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's called Our Wrestling Channel. On social media, we're on Instagram, Facebook, and the dreaded X under at OWP2019 and Our Wrestling Podcast. Guys, Dave's gone. We can't Dave. say what we said before we record. <laughs> we're going to replace that with gone. Dave's gone. Nah, he, he's really put his uh, <laughs> Not Love you, bud. Really <laughs> Love you. Love you, bud. He's not permanently he's gone. gone. He's just he's huh? gone this week. He is uh, on oh. family vacation, and uh, we're all entitled to a little R and R. You know what I'm saying? So Dave is gone. Uh, a little RIP. We're all entitled to a yeah, little RIP. Yeah, I don't. I don't know when this is going to air, but we're taping it right before the holidays. So he is before out for the funeral, obviously. On a little family. <laughs> 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 well, I'm over here laughing. <laughs> See, now oh. we're getting crazy. Now we're getting close. Uh, we're getting close. Just about turning down. There is something that we kind of all talk about, and actually it's a super, super important part in professional wrestling to progress storylines or move on from one character to another, and that's transitional champions. Uh, basically, a transitional champion for just a quick thing. Uh, the sole purpose of being a transitional champion is to win the title from one competitor and drop it almost instantly or within a shorter amount of time. Winning a championship is a huge achievement in someone's career. Unfortunately, transitional, transitional champions are not expected to have a lengthy run with the championship. I just I have some examples here. Four examples. I just went with WWE this time. We could have a WCW one in the future. We could mix it. You could do whatever. So basically, it's like a transitional champion is like they don't want a face to take on a face. So they're like, well, we need a heel real quick to step in and beat the face. And then the new face will beat the heel. So a transitional champion is a champion that you could tell that the company is not going to hitch their wagon to. They're just literally using them to transition from one storyline or one superstar to another. Um, uh, we've all we all know examples. We've all grown up with it and seen it. Where we're like, oh, yeah, that person's a transitional champion. So um, I'll jump right in real quick here. <clears throat> the first one. I think it's the best example, probably. It's the Iron Sheik. He was WWF champion, winning the title from Bobus Backlund on December the 26th, 1983. And then he famously lost one month later on January the 23rd, 1984 to Hulk Hogan. And obviously he launched uh, what Hulkamania would mean to the WWF world because Hogan had already been kind of doing the Hulkamania shtick in the AWA, but when Vince decided to take over the world, I got my crown jewel, I got my Hulk Hogan, Iron Sheik was the guy to take it off Bob Backlund, because Vince didn't want to split his fans, right, because Backlund had been champion for like four or five years, I think, leading up to that, and uh, I know it was one of the longer reigns Backlund had, and um, he was a face, but he was kind of like a bubblegum, sort of like, uh, what do they call a vanilla baby face? You know, he was just very white meat baby face, and uh, he Hogan had tons of charisma, and he's a big guy, 300 pounds, huge you know tan and uh and so vince wanted to put the uh, strap the rocket to hogan iron sheik is probably the most famous transitional champion like, like one said, month he, like he did nothing yeah. he literally but, sat home and just so, waited for the men, next know, madison square garden show. first run which hulk hogan first run was four years long so iron sheik is the guy who lost the title to hogan that started that big four-year run and vince's domination of north american wrestling knocking down the territory doors etc cetera, etc cetera. um you i'm glad you said that because like 
first of all, if you listen, you know, when he rest his soul, uh, when if you listen to the Iron Sheik, he made it seem like he was champion for forever because he always talked about I was the real champion. I'm the world champion. One month, one month, like, and even in the storyline, when you think of it, like, I forget that he was only champion for one month. You thought like that he reigned this evil guy from. From Iran, you know, like the USA, Iran number one. Like you thought he reigned for like a couple years, you know, as this and yeah. Hogan comes along and does it. Nope, he was literally a transitional champion. Like, Did Backlund take a break after he lost, or was I don't, I don't yes, remember him at all in the same era of Hulkamania. Vince, like, I don't think Vince really wanted to use him much anymore. He left the company shortly yeah, after because, like, gone. Vince had a different vision than his dad did. Vince, Vince Senior loved really good athletes. Like Sam Martino lived healthy. Didn't believe in like alcohol and drugs, really, you know. And so Vince Sr. loved that, you know, and he was a good face. Backlund was like an actual athlete, you know, like he could wrestle well, he could do everything. He lived a clean lifestyle. Um, he didn't understand people who took shortcuts, you know, and that was like his whole he was like that in real life. But Vince wanted more of a cartoon character and more of this uh comic book character that came through your television set, and he found it in Hogan. And then you could tell all the characters that Vince kind of take from territories like you know leading up to all that was all he kind of put a cartoon spin on them so Backlund just didn't fit until later when they turned him heel and he came back in 94 i think it was 93 like um yeah it's kind of crazy like it's just he did you're right and i guess hogan wrote in his book i mean you know we all know how honest hogan is um he said like when they were talking about like Backlund thought that vince told Backlund like you'll get a rematch against hogan like you know like she will take it off you and I don't know if Backlund was legitly injured or not and had to. I know in the storyline, he had a bad neck because uh, Sheik hit him with his club. Remember when yeah. Sheik used to do those clubs? So he dared Backlund to do it. And as Backlund was doing it, Backlund put him down and Sheik hit him with one of them. And so he went into the Sheik match with a hurt neck. So Sheik put him in the camel clutch. And then Arnold Scotland, who was Backlund's manager, threw in the towel. So Backlund never really submit. And then he was champion for a month. And then Hogan like came in and beat him. And I guess behind the scenes, Hogan said like he... Backlund was under the assumption that he was going to get a match with Hogan or maybe he might take it off Hogan or whatever. And Vince is like, nope, you're not doing that. And he said he broke out in hives when they were talking. Like he was like, ah, well, Vince, that's not, you know, like he was back. Yeah. getting really comfortable and all. So it's like, yeah, he was just not Vince Jr.'s like vision. Not sure what to do. Blast is telling him to kick him. He's waiting for Bob to sit up kick so he can grab that camel clutch of his. Kick him. Now he's got it. He hooked back and back. He's right in the center of the ring. Pull on it. Oh, look at the pressure he's putting Pull on. on it. Look That's it. That. He's sitting right on that lower back. Is he ever pulling on it? Pull on it. And Backlund's got a bad neck. Pull on it. Oh, Pull on oh. Backlund did not it. submit. Arnold Scullin threw something into the ring. That's the same as a submission. We have a new champion in the World Wrestling Federation. Arnold Scullin, knowing that Bob Backlund would not quit, threw the towel in. I can't believe it. I am stunned. Backlund in extreme pain. Referee right there asking him, do you quit? Do you want to give up? I'm sure Backlund didn't say a word. Arnold Scullin knew he wouldn't say a word. Let's go up and get the official word. Ladies and gentlemen, the time, 11 minutes, 50 seconds. The winner of this bout by submission, 
and the new World Wrestling Federation Heavyweight Champion, the Iron Sheik. Going yeah. forward. I think, I think to your answer, Trey, you left the company shortly after. But, uh, but yeah, Iron Sheik, that's probably the most obvious one, like uh, transitional champions. The next one I have, people may disagree with, but really it was. The length wasn't too short, um, and that was Bret Hart. He was the, his first title reign. He was WWF champion. He won it in October 12th of 1992 uh, and held it all the way till April the 4th of 1992. Saskatchewan, Canada. Yes, and he lost it to Yokozuna at WrestleMania 9. Uh, Brett had the thankless task of being the face of the WWF after Hulkamania had its initial run. Also, the steroid accusations were starting to ramp up and surface. So he Vince, was so it, small at that point. like, Yeah, like Vince he, had to go with him. Vince had to pivot from the usual muscular giants to a smaller, more technical performer. Um, unfortunately, the fans didn't really latch to Brett right away. Even though he was a fan favorite on that top scale where you're the number one guy, you have the thankless task of trying to you know, yeah. pick the reins after Hogan. And they even, you know, in the beginning of 93, favored Hogan over Brett, and that failed. You know, so the audience, the wrestling audience was changing um, in North America, and then wrestling was basically going into a recession. Uh, yeah. in he was 19- a workhorse, man. He tried. He was a fighting champ and did everything, but, like, Bret Hart matches are pretty formulaic at that point. He beats Brett, or he beats Flair in a house show. Yeah. You know, for the title. I remember tuning into Superstars of Wrestling like we all did every Saturday. And then it was just like a video package of like this weekend in a tour of Saskatchewan, hmm, Canada. Yeah. Hard cool. It's like, what? Google like, Gaga. What are we doing? Google, Google Gaga. Gaga. Like young and kids. then, oh my God, how we lost it at WrestleMania 9. Just unbelievable. Now he's going for the sharpshooter. He's got it turned over. And just look at this, Flair's getting up, and he's trying to detract the referee, but he did not Oh, he gave up! We've seen history made! Let's get the official word! Yeah, I mean, that sucked what they did with Hogan, but Yoko was going to beat him anyway, I guess. Like, and that was like Brett also had a contention because he he felt like he was just getting momentum. And uh, and maybe he was like, you know, but Vince pivoted, went to the Hogan route. I'm glad that Yoko got a lengthy heel run with that because I think then that built anticipation to who's going to beat Yokozuna, you know. But yeah, it's like I consider Brett's first reign. I really believe that if. Vince wasn't so busy with other things like legal proceedings and stuff like that. I think that Brett's championship first one probably would have been shorter. Like I think Vince put it on Brett. It ended up being six months, which people might argue that's not really a transitional length, but it kind of was like, it's like Vince was searching for, I need, I need Hogan to hit big again, or I have this monster heel in Yokozuna. Those are, I don't think he ever really looked at Brett after WrestleMania nine. I really don't think he did, you know? And then a year later, obviously he went back with Brett, but I feel that maybe his first run was more of a transitional because in more ways than one, right? It was a transition for like American wrestling, like in the early nineties, because it didn't know what it wanted. And the fans were, we knew we wanted something different. We just didn't know what yet. Like it just took, it took a little while. And then I came along. Uh, My, uh, my third offering here is uh, mankind. 
who was transitional champion three times. Like he won his first championship on January the 4th, 1999 and held it to January the 24th, 1999, which was the Royal Rumble and the famous I quit match with the rock. Then he uh, won it again on January the 31st, 1999 on Super Bowl Sunday. Remember, they did the empty arena match. And then he lost it on February 15th, 1999 to the rock again. And then he would win it one more time in August 22nd, 1999 at SummerSlam and then lose it the next night on Raw to Triple H. Wow. Um, so three trans I easily the most deserving transitional champion. If we're talking about like, you know, how deserving somebody like him is uh, the moment from one four ninety nine was cemented in wrestling history. When famously oh. over on Nitro, they announced that Foley was going to win the role. That'll put some butts in some seats. It was a tape match, you know, on top of that, which made it even sweeter, like for Foley and team. Um, his matches in feud with the rock is one of the greatest in WWE history, uh, WWF history. Um, this also defined Foley's career. He was never the guy, but he was responsible for launching some of the biggest wrestlers of all time to being the rock and triple H. Um, Foley was a yep. major part oh, yeah. in getting the rock over and a major part in triple H getting over, especially the Royal rumble match what? in 2000. Uh, you know, so, uh, so yeah, Mick Foley, probably the most deserving transitional champion, but I had to note him because it was like three times. Vince like, we're going to put a title on it. He's like, that's awesome. Well, you're going to lose it real quick, but I still, it's going to be great. It was all part of the storyline back then. Um, thoughts on mankind uh in his world mm. championship i mean he was always he was never the backstage politicker so he was always probably the easy go-to i mean one of the big four during the attitude the era title. the nicest and yeah i'll do it all right let's I'll do, do it all right i'll do it but i mean hey he got three titles out of it and yeah, he was yeah. always still in that big and four he overachieved let's be honest you know this guy who never had 100%. a great body 100%. you know uh but had a great mind and kind of had really good psychology and had this unique way of selling for his opponent, like wins the the world heavyweight championship, the big one, you know, three times in the Attitude Era at the biggest peak in like WWE's history. Yeah, you know, like it's crazy to think that. And that's where I, to me, I'm like, yeah, you, I was champion three times. It, it was only a month each reign or a couple months each reign, but I don't care. Like, I, dude, I was up there. I was with was, the Rock. Was it was moving Austin. so fast back then too. So they had to like, yeah. there are eight no five year reigns back then. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one um, was Edge's first one. Uh, he was uh, he won the WWE Championship on January the eighth of '06 and held it till January the 29th of '06, so barely a month. Uh, in the mid 2000s, WWE was searching for their identity as the because they were the only major wrestling company left on the U.S. They bought ECW in 2001. They bought WCW. So in that ruthless aggression era, they were searching for heels and you know people that could get heat and. Um, in combination with winning the first ever Money in the Bank yep. match, which had, had the Edge had the first briefcase, 
Uh, Edge was given the green light as their new heel for Cena. So the Rated R Superstar was born. A monkey that he carries to this day, even in AEW, he took Rated R Superstar with him. Uh, he cashed in the briefcase and defeated John Cena for the WWE title on January the 8th, 2006. Um, I remember that celebration. I don't remember when he did the sex celebration with Lita. I think that was when he won the title the second time, and that reign was a little bit longer. But I remember when he won the title by oh, cashing yeah. it in. They did remember the carport, you know, where the wrestlers arrive and Those stuff. The they had somebody stop Edge, and he's running out with the title in his arms or whatever, and leaves with them. And he's like, "I told you, I told all of you." And you know, like the crowd will line up on the top yeah. of the carport to watch the cars go. He looks out and he goes, "I told you, such a bitches! I told you!" And I was <laughs> laughing great. so yeah, hard. Yeah, and his whole rated R superstar gimmick was it good, is. and the se- the feud with Cena is underrated as well. It is. But another example of a transitional that transitional reign he actually launched his singles career, oh, and yeah. then he, like I said, he would win the title later for a longer period of time, and you know the rest is kind of history because Edge is up there with the rest of them. So he's Dave's favorite wrestler, and Dave's not even here he's to talk about uh-huh. so This individual is cashing in his money and the bank privilege that he earned at WrestleMania. The WWE Championship match will take place right here, right now. Oh my. John Cena defends against Edge. He's continuing. Well, I thought, and I said it earlier tonight, are you kidding me? That Edge would use it at WrestleMania. But Edge is cashing in, and cashing it in big time when John Cena is at his weakest. So, uh, so, any feelings about Edge? Uh, well, I mean, you know, we always talk about him. Just didn't like his last run, but other than that, yeah, I mean, Edge is Edge. He's part of a lot of burning your memories. I mean, for everyone, look at the TLC matches. Look at the sex scene, uh, the Money in the Bank. Look at the Flair feud when he fucking. Oh my god, it's fucking great. Yeah, yeah. How about the fucking Flair feud when he dressed up as Flair, uh, mocking road. Flair? Yeah, Flair, yeah, Flair got into a yeah. fight with the driver on the side of the road, and or was it a cop he was yelling at for getting pulled over? No, I remember it was someone that he uh, like he was tailgating or something. And then Edge got out in the pink robe. He's all he puts him in the figure four on the street on the actual highway. So yeah, he got out. And he was like he kept doing this or whatever. And he's like, yeah, come on. He's like, do you know who I am or something like that? And then yeah. he had a blonde wig on, yeah. wears pink robe, and then great. he put the he put the driver in the figure four on the side of the road. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah, literally on the side of the highway right there. Fucking great. Yeah. I forgot about the hotel scene with Cena when Cena barged in the hotel and oh, slammed yeah. him on the table. Oh, they ruined that hotel room. Yeah, so good. Like Food yeah, everywhere. So, it's all great. God, I really wish Dave was here for this because he oh, would no. really enjoy <laughs> it. Yeah. But uh, any other, tra- I mean, we'll have a separate part or whatever. Maybe I'll do a WCW transitional or whatever. Any other uh, transitional reigns that jump out to you guys? I mean, slaughter. maybe I'll. Uh, you know, okay. I'm glad you mentioned that because I thought it was I don't know, one of the obvious yes. ones. Well, I don't know, because you know what? In my mind, I'm glad you actually said that, because I sort of disqualified that, because I don't think it was successful. Like, I think that oh, turning yeah, him you know heel, right, and then his age right. didn't yeah, line up, and right. then, yeah, right. well, it kind of blew up in their face, you know what I mean? Like, but he was a transitional champion, because they obviously wanted to yeah. get it off the Warrior, and then get it back on I, Hogan. I so we're speaking to, like, actual good ones, like... Well, I mean, but I'm that was the first thing I thought of when I was thinking, what's a like a good topic that we've never really talked about? Ooh, Slaughter was first on my mind, but along with the Iron Sheik pretty much were the first yeah. two. And I was like, no, I maybe Slaughter's a good example to not use because it kind of sucked, like, you know, in a weird yeah, way. It's lackluster. 
And on top of that, like, again, the wrestling audience was getting fatigued in 91. And we just didn't know it until, like, you started looking back later going, yeah, it kind of like things started petering out, you know, like the war. They took it off the warrior. And then because he didn't redefine the role, even though he was the same thing as Hogan. Like, so I'm like, well, what did you expect? Like, you you just made a second Hogan and then you expected it to be different. And then they're like, well, let's put it back on Hogan. But the Hogan had already been beaten and we showed that he was mortal. Um, by getting beat by the warrior. So it's like he had never had the same fire. Then they're like, well, we'll capitalize on this whole overseas stuff going we're doing right now, and we'll get Sergeant Slaughter. And the idea, if you write it down on paper, it looks brilliant. We'll have Sergeant Slaughter turn heel, Mr. USA. But, you know, Vince does such a good job of erasing you from history if you're not with this company back then. So when Slaughter came back, it's not like they always talked about Slaughter as like some great face, you know, back in the day. He fought the Iron Sheik in boot camp matches and you know, all this stuff like Vince never talked about him because he worked, he went and worked for Vern and all those other people. And so then he comes back and we're like, big deal. He's heel and he's got a big beer gut and he moves slow and he looks old. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I mean, but because that was kind of like that in the Iron Sheik were my two like ideas to be like, hmm, like there is a good and a bad. The crops, yeah. Even even though Slaughter's yeah, bad, it's, it's, it's the one you think of, you know, transitional champions. That's what Slaughter I didn't rise to the top of the other ones yeah. did. Well, he probably floats in the water. But yeah, too. I'll have a. I, I this is a nice quick episode. I'll have a, a separate one, and um, I think uh, I think this is a pretty good topic that we can uh, oh, do yeah. it. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I just want to say, you guys, uh, for audio fans, give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, or Google Podcast. Watch and subscribe to our YouTube channel, our wrestling channel. Uh, on social media, we're on Instagram, Facebook, and X under at OWP2019 and our wrestling podcasts. For OWP, this is Jess, Craig, and Cuz, and uh, Dave uh, signing off. Have a good one, everybody.